Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. But I am a good girl. And that's going up against... Bionic. Guys, emotional times. This is the last track battle in this series. 66 battles later and we are at the end of the line. Until a few more albums come out. (laughs) So, um, to finish this all off this big journey this is a song from burlesque and also the title song from bionic the song that christina opens quite a lot of her set list with which is quite fitting as this is sort of the close to our air quotes set list oh sniff sniff i can't believe this is the last one right before i become a hot friggin mess let's just get on with the final trap battle and first start talking about but i am a good girl So, this is track number four, taken from the Burlesque soundtrack, which was released in 2010 to accompany the film of the same name, which, as we know, starred Christina in the lead role as Young Ali, um, a girl who's moved from the country to Los Angeles, to the stars, to Hollywood, in search of stardom, and lands upon a financially struggling Burlesque lounge, which is owned by Tess, who is played by Cher. Film also stars Stanley Tucci, Kristen Bell, Cam Gigante, Julian Hoff, etc, etc, an all-star cast for what is now considered a bit of a cult classic 11 years after its release. Um, But yeah, we've spoken about the film a lot, um, as this is obviously the last track that we're going to speak about from the soundtrack. Um, Just obviously had to put that in there, in case this is the first episode that you are listening to, which is, you know, you've got 65 more to listen to, so you better start. Um, So, But I Am A Good Girl um, in the film, this number sort of takes place after everyone sort of finds out that Ali uh, Christina's character has this huge um, voice uh, talented singing voice that she has been hiding and it's her first number I guess performing live at the burlesque lounge so like a few other tracks that um, are included in burlesque um, this is actually a cover um, as we know there were some original songs um, Express, Show Me How You Burlesque and Bound To You uh, that were sort of written by Christina along with her team um, but then there were some covers um, and this is um, a cover of a song which is taken from a number performed at The Crazy Horse in Paris um, which is this um, really sort of infamous um like burlesque cabaret lounge 
um, and this uh, song is performed by an act called Polly Underground. So the original song was uh, written by Jacques Morali and Alain Berdani. Um, and this version, like a lot of the soundtrack, is produced by Tricky Stewart, who, as we know, not only did work on the burlesque soundtrack, but also on the Bionic album, which was released in the same year, earlier that year. Um, Jacques Morali is probably more better known for creating acts like the Rich Family and the Village People, um, who are known for very big hits like Macho Man, YMCA, etc., um, so I, th- I suppose that's very much his legacy. Um, but he has done some work for The Crazy Horse, um, which, um, you know, like a lot of the Paris nightlife, there is a lot of sort of cabaret and um, burlesque type things. Of course, we've got the Moulin Rouge, which, as we know, Christina has been attached to the soundtrack of the corresponding film to that. So, yeah, burlesque and this sort of act of burlesque is very much... Um, in Christina's veins and she's very much at home um, with this type of music that there is Um, she sounds very much on home with it as we know she has sort of explored it when it comes to um, you know especially her jazz inspired album Back to Basics released in 2006 Um, so back to But I Am A Good Girl um, and The Crazy Horse or Le Crazy Horse de Paris Um, like I said it's like a cabaret lounge known for its burlesque and cabaret stage shows performed by nude female dancers and its diverse range of things like magic and variety so it's basically a more nude version of the burlesque art form uh, as we know we've spoken about this on the podcast before burlesque is not just about the art of striptease it is a variety act um, there's lots of things in there like magic and illusions um, uh, which a lot of people don't really know about um, but there's been a lot of few interesting documentaries about the the cabaret lounge um, especially the crazy horse de paris over the years it was also used to film the video um, partition by beyonce for her visual album which was released uh, 2013 I think it was um, so she did sort of quite a big chunk of the video in this um, this lounge where she sort of took place as one of the dancers so yeah you can see there's been a lot of influence there as well um the crazy horse is also referenced in the song live with me by rolling stones which christina has duetted with them on on um a live performance which uh, shows in their film shine a light which we've spoken about on this podcast before um so what what a small world it's sort of this weird connection and uh, it's like this giant web and christina's in the middle of it well that's what we like to think anyway we are living in Christina's world and she just lets us. <laughs> so this number in burlesque is inspired by But I Am A Good Girl number from Crazy Horse. Obviously a little bit more PG, um, I guess in a format that obviously has a, bo- a lot more mass appeal if they did sort of a nude version of it. I don't think that the film would be released um, en masse as it was, um, you know, it is bringing burlesque to the mass masses and... Um, I suppose they have to make things a bit more PG, seeing as there'll be fans from all ages wanting to go and watch a musical. I mean, why not? Um, but in the film, um, it's sort of like um, these dolls that come to life and Christina Christina and her character, sorry, and the burlesque lounge dancers are on sort of some steps. Christina does some pretty slick moves on a pole. Um, that is actually her. Um, I remember they were talking about this in the making of the film. Um, they said that she took absolutely ages to get this move right. It's the move where she sort of holds onto the pole, spins around, but then also kicks in the air at the same time while she's twirling. And they wanted to eventually get a stunt double to do it, but Christina practised and practised and practised and eventually got there. And that's actually her doing it in the um, in the film. I can't remember what part of the song it is. It's before, it's the bit where it's on the steps. 
but if you watch it you'll know what i'm talking about um and then uh, eventually in the second half of the song the action goes over to sort of the bar um where they've got the mirrors there and they sort of use these mirrors and they rotate around it uh, great use of the burlesque lounge space and um christina's outfits this sort of cracking pink feathery corset really sort of goofy cute looking thing very bob mackie style um but it really suits the number because the number is sort of this like innocent quality but very naughty at the same time as well um i think this is actually the look that's used on the dvd covers and the film posters etc because she has the shorter hair in this because she's got the wig um in this number because there's that whole thing at the beginning before um where stanley tucci's character is talking to christina saying oh you should cut your hair and he said why don't you wear a wig i'm wearing one right now and he's bald and then ha 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 very joke very funny um but um this is the the sort of the 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 look that's used because on the dvd covers are very different um across the world um the one that i have in the uk is sort of the black and white one with burlesque with pink writing going down the middle and then you've got Cher's character which on the left um, is taken from the welcome to burlesque which is her um number at the beginning of the film and then also on the right you've got christina with the hat that she wears in this number with the short hair so that does look like it's from but i'm a good girl but then also i think in places like america and i think japan as well we've got a different um cover where you've got the burlesque letters spelt out from the shemihayu burlesque um number at the end of the film and then you've got a full standing picture of christina and share both from the same numbers again from welcome to burlesque and also christina from but i'm a good girl so it's sort of the one that's used as the promotion i think um, not the promotion sort of like the, the face of the film when it comes to the the, the dvd cover so let's look at favourite parts and favourite lyrics, which is what we've been doing for every song in Track Battle. Um, my favourite part here, I have, I have to say, I really love the ending where we get this sort of extended note and the song builds to its climax and we have some very classic Christina seeping into the mix. She sounds very much the sort of the vixen with these noises at the end and the moaning it's like this very big band finish and really suits the extraness of this song and the extraness that is the film burlesque um my favorite lyric um i have to say is they all say darling what did you do for those pearls what i am a good girl it's just very tongue-in-cheek which is what the whole number is about and it's so open to interpretation when you look at the relevance to what um it is in terms of the place of the plot in the film it's where ali is finding her inner voice and revealing her talent to the world and she still has this innocence and sort of childlike quality that really shows in this song before the major events of the film unfold so it's sort of like she's leaving her innocence behind but also embracing what's to come in the rest of the film and that's what i like about the, the the numbers in burlesque it actually adds to the plot it's not like a musical where okay let's just start singing and dancing just for the sake of it the actual um numbers in the film they do actually add to the plot and there are also there are also bits of plot that happen during it as well so i quite like that i like that i like when a musical sort of tells the story as it goes along and it just makes you as a viewer feel like the songs are actually not there for the sake of it but you know that you appreciate them a bit more as well so interestingly so the lyrics have actually been changed from the original version where there's references to lots of things in there designers etc um for example the original says um my rings are bulgari and christina's version says her rings are by webster um so I mean, you can see why this one's been changed. Christina in 2010 did a collaboration where she was a model for Stephen Webster jewellery. Um, so I can see, you know, 
you've got to put that in there because you've represented. But there's also references that have been changed. Um, so in the newer version, there's references to Chanel, YSL, uh, Sunset Strip, which is in reference to the address of the burlesque lounge, etc. It's sort of bringing it more from a French setting to a more commercial and I guess Americanish setting to reflect the film, what it means for burlesque in the modern day, and as opposed to appeal to the masses. Um, it very much uh, is one of those songs that has been changed to appeal to a wider audience, which is what this film was intended to do it's it was intended to be released in cinemas and lots of people went to watch it which they did um so speaking of changes as well the intro in christina's version as well um pre-film release this number was actually released on youtube so we actually saw the final version of the the number that was going to be in the film uh, and it was released on youtube sort of maybe i think it was like a month or a couple of weeks before the release date to promote the film and we had christina saying at the beginning where have i been all my life with this sort of rotating shot which leads into the number um, so in the original there was this massive echo and re reverb on her voice and in the final film version it wasn't actually echoed um, and sort of when you look back and compare the two the echo is actually kind of comical because there's so much reverb it actually sounds really jarring so i can see why they changed it and um, the final version where she sort of a lot more silently says where have I been all my life like something that she's saying under her breath um, and she's like I am here where have I been what have I been doing all this time I am now here on stage performing what I'm meant to do and um, she goes into this stunning performance um, we have to obviously talk about Christina's vocals here as well in this song as a whole it's very breathy very sultry and very tongue-in-cheek um, sort of very much a glint in your eye while singing it she's really has experimented with the texture of her voice here as well and it sounds really really good because if it was sort of classic Christina belty Christina what we expect from her um, throughout the whole song um, it wouldn't sound as great so um, the, the for the style of the song it is anyway so you can see um, you know we don't need to say it enough that Christina is very good at making her voice so versatile to match the different mood of a song and she sings with her emotions doesn't she she doesn't sing to be technically perfect and this is why we love her so all in all uh, but I am a good girl is a fantastic number really very much part of the neo-burlesque vibe that the parent film portrays and of course Christina is slaying as per so let's look at the song that is up against and it's the final song um, which is Bionic so here we go bionic is the opening track to the album of the same name called bionic released in 2010 and it was written by christina john hill switch and kalina harper and it was produced by john hill and switch a little bit about those who worked on the track kalina harper is one of the female members of dirty money um switch is a uk-based songwriter and frequent collaborator of mia and john hill is known for his work with santa gold so mia santa gold two artists that are very very sort of um, similar in terms of their avant-gardeness and they are risk takers when it comes to their sound um, and they have a lot of left field stuff as well which is very cool for Bionic which is what Bionic itself also is. Um, much of the album was written and recorded in Christina's home studio which is located which was located in the back garden of um, her previous house um, beyond sort of a little lake and waterfall which was previously owned by the Osbournes so she actually moved into that house that that house was made famous from their reality tv show 
um and christina says she loves having a studio in her back garden she can just put on her flip-flops and her sweatpants which that's what she likes to live in go right back in there um and they call it the red lips room which is perfect because christina is known for her signature red lips as well so bionic the song is very very experimental it's this giant explosion of sound and a perfect way to open an experimental electronic album very futuristic house sounding lots of synths and effects on christina's vocals it almost sounds quite tribal at times as well with these sort of tribal house drums and then there's sort of these riffs that are broken up and split up which also sounds like morse code as well um so there's lots of different layers in there it's a very very layered song if you break all the layers down which still i don't think you can it's very very tricky to hear all the different layers because there's just this giant wall of sound which is great because it's it's sort of starting off the album with a bang um, Christina said she was inspired by acts like The Prodigy, um, where you look at songs like Firestarter of theirs, which as soon as you press play, put that CD in, you know you are hit with this wall of sound, something unexpected is going to happen, you're unsure where it's going to go, and you know that where it's going to be going, there's going to be a big beat drop or something like that, something epic will happen, and she was very much inspired by that. The Prodigy are actually amazing and innovators when it comes to dance music. I love that Christina referenced them, has always been one to dive in headfirst when it comes to creating a new era and a new world and a new sound from album to album. And I also like that the style of the song is a fusion of different genres from electronic to pop. Um, and there's also a tinge of reggae in there with that sort of 2-4 beat, um, which that that offbeat which is quite cool as well um so yeah it's, it's just very very experimental this song um which is what bionic was going to be as well um so originally bionic the album was going to be called light and darkness uh, was going to sort of be this double album of two sides light being the sort of light songs happy songs happier songs maybe the ones that were in the heart of the record sort of like the ballady style and then darkness being sort of the more brooding electronic stuff as well um that's what we assume as fans um i suppose if that concept was followed through we never would have had the song title bionic maybe we may have not even had the song i suppose it may have actually been on there but i don't know interestingly so we never know what happens with albums with christina how they sort of start uh, planned from start to finish as well which is cool because she just lets her art speak for itself but um this is the only time on a christine album as well where we have a full song that the album is named after so like obviously nothing on the debut being named after her um but then we've got the intros on stripped back to basics um moving forwards lotus and liberation also have their own intros as well um, but bionic is a full song so just an observation and a nice little point to make there as i always have been so let's look at favorite parts and favorite lyrics so um favorite parts oh where to begin i mean it's the last track that we're going to be talking about and so many amazing nuggets in this song i mean the intro with all those effects on the classic christina ad-libs the morse code style like we spoke about um we've got the xxxttiiinnna uh spell out my name bit in the second verse um the chants in the outro a yeah oh oh and I'm not going to sing again for the last time. Um, the Are You Ready to Go before the chorus, where it very much channels Santa Gold and, you know, the reverb that they have on their vocals as well. Um, the ramping up of the instrumental following the second chorus. 
so many good parts. Incidentally, here, uh, when we talk about that instrumental following the second chorus, there's this high whistle note section, which you can hear on the studio version. Very much when you put like your headphones in, um, you can't hear it as much, I don't think, when you're playing it like loud from a speaker, um, which Christina's only done live once with the notes being more sort of forward in the mix, which was at the MTV um, Movie Awards when she did the medley. Um, interesting that this decision was made it would have been really cool to have it more forward in the mix in the studio version as this is um, a song that's definitely showing different sides to christina's voice um, we have christina belting here but we also have some very sort of robotic style tone to it as well lots of different playing around with the the ad libs and the vocals here as well it's sort of something like it's what we expect christina to do electro but also not expect at the same time um you know with the rap like stuff the synth styles it's it's just really really cool and i would have liked to have that whistle note section in there as well um my favorite lyric there's absolutely so many here as well um but the one that stands out for me is the many times imitated not duplicated can't be replaced i mean need we say more here christina is the queen of course our queen many times people have tried to emulate her sound and her style but she is saying here that there will only be one christina cannot be replaced boom boom enough said <laughs> so as we mentioned before she's performed this song live a fair bit um a lot to sort of promote the album as well being that it is the track that the album's named after um it was used as a tour opener for the x tour which was iconic it was this iconic entrance all around the letter x um she's there with the backdrop with the sunglasses on it's all like blues and purples very much an extended instrumental um of bionic in terms of the intro i remember being front row of um the concert in manchester um mean arena uh, as it was called at the time and just being in absolute awe like it was just i can't even explain into words how amazing that opening was using bionic um as the opening um it's just epic beyond words as well um like we said she's performed it a lot um she did it on the mtv movie awards in 2010 as a medley with not myself tonight and wahoo performance that's highly applauded amongst fans she did it as part of a set list on the today show to promote bionic the album in the week that it came out also on vh1 storytellers it's one of those songs that sounds amazing live and it just sort of breeds a bit more live because you've got this wall of sand and you've got all these different layers so the way that you can experiment with that in a live setting um with you know live instruments is something that is sounds really really different and really cool as well um this song did chart on downloads alone in the us due to the initial hype surrounding the album it got to number 66 on the us billboard hot 100 so it would have been really interesting to see where it would have gone if it was released as a proper single with promotion many fans do feel this should have been the natural first single off the album as opposed to not myself tonight but hey quesera sera whatever will be will be um as we know, there was a lot of backlash for Christine at the time of Bionic's release. Um, there was a lot of hype to begin with. And then suddenly things just turned. There was accusations of her copying up and coming artists, her behaviour off camera and things like that. There was this giant media attack against her, uh, which resulted in a blackout on radio. Her stuff wasn't really being played, which still to this day, we have no idea why. Um, why they were favouring um, 
somebody else instead of somebody who had created a legacy for herself, has been a natural artist, um, has really experimented when it comes to reinvention. No one has reinvented like Christina um, since Madonna. So it it just seemed really bizarre as to why this happened. Um, I mean, she was also talking about making electronic music years before the release of Bionic. Um, she even sort of teased us with this, with um, Keeps Getting Better a Decade of Hits um, a couple of years before, uh, where she did sort of reworks of original, uh, of her songs um, to make them in an electronic format and also two original songs on there. Um, during the end of the Back to Basics um, promotion tour, she was saying that she was going to make a short, sweet electronic album. Um, so suddenly things changed suddenly after everyone and their mother was doing electronic inspired music and in the two years between the greatest hits and bionic some artists had already cemented themselves with that genre so maybe it's a case of wrong timing who knows um however looking back especially now it has been 10 plus years since the release of bionic the album has somewhat a cult status now um a lot of media outlets have said bionic was very cutting edge at the time looking back on it and maybe it was too ahead of its time to be appreciated and perhaps had it been released a few years later it would have been more successful but who's to know um there's a few um outlets out there that have likened it to albums such as Erotica by Madonna and The Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson. Both very forward-thinking albums but not appreciated enough at the time of release but looking back on them now they are seen by a lot of pop music fans um, to be albums that are very um, you know like an artistic expression for those artists and um, a different chapter for them which at the time obviously wasn't appreciated. Of course, there was an online campaign, which we've spoken about before, hashtag justice for Bionic um, on social media. Christina herself came out to talk about how ahead of its time Bionic was. It's almost like everything released by Christina in 2010 has some sort of cult status now. As we said, Burlesque has got some sort of cult status and so has Bionic. Um, but it's nice to see that the music that was made on Bionic is still appreciated to today. It wouldn't be out of place if it was released today so it, they're definitely right when I said it's ahead of its time and it's so interesting to see how people got caught up in the media whirlwind against her and not actually letting the music speak for itself because the music itself is so different and it's so well thought out and inspired completely differently by true electronic artists um looking back at it now you can see that and um yeah, it's just such a shame that this is what's happened to her for somebody who's so talented as well. But hey, we still love her. I wouldn't have made this podcast if I didn't still love her. So hey, there we go. Um, but the song Bionic is exactly what we can expect from this song as well as sort of the whole record. Um, it sounds nothing like old Christina that we've known, but at the same time, it sort of still does. Um, you know, as soon as you hit play, that's a Christina Aguilera song because you can hear that ad lib at the beginning but when you've got these experimental sounds and these sort of lovely shocking ear pleasing moments it it showcases this versatility that we know that Christina has got because not only do we get the powerhouse moments but we also get the playing around with the vocals the warping of the voice the singing in different ways and that that level of experimentation and versatility you cannot put um you can't put a price on that it just, you have to celebrate it and be in awe of it. Um, Christina's also spoke about what it means to actually be bionic. Of course, bionic 
could be literal it could be because of the electronic aspect of the album but it's also an expression of her femininity in all its forms she's taken on roles of wife mother singer actress um she said that bionic is the definition of the superhuman abilities we as women have in everyday life and she said that the spirit of much of the music is the reaction to feeling stifled by the supposed exclusive exclusivity of any of those roles wife mother singer blah 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 and she's grown and changed so much in her career she's learned so much and at the time of release she said she's never felt more confident more secure more sexy in her life than she does now and that to her is what bionic means and what a great interpretation of that meaning um you know we love a literate queen we love it and what a nice uplifting message to end this track battle on um bionic is definitely a song that um is a staple for her and i would say it's a signature song from this album for her as well and um christina's always been somebody who has really really celebrated what it means to be a woman and shown different sides of it and she has done that throughout her career and what a great role model she is um i'm not a woman but she's still a great role model for me because she is somebody that stands up for herself and exudes that confidence and just says through her art and through her music that it's okay to be who you are and it's okay to celebrate that and without that I wouldn't know where I'd be without her music so thank you thank you thank you Christina and Bionic may we always be Bionic as fighters hurrah <laughs> so before I get too mushy, uh, we need to declare a winner. So we've heard about But I Am A Good Girl and we've heard about Bionic, but there can only be one winner. And what a difficult one to end on, but I think I have decided on who the final trap battle winner is going to be. So let's get that drum roll, please. And the winner is... Bionic! Oh, Bionic. It's everything we want from Experimental Christina. Heck of a replay value. Really breathes and explodes live. Amazing intro to an amazing album as well. And really sort of open inter interpretation in terms of its meaning. True art. Um, Pete Christina. Love it, love it, love it. Um, guys, that's it for the track battles. <laughs> wow, what a ride and what a journey this has been 66 episodes later, revisiting some hidden gems in Christina's back catalogue as well as appreciating the hits and the songs that we all know and love. I cannot thank you all enough so much to the fighters out there, to the non-fighters out there for listening to me every week and all of your lovely messages and reviews that you've sent. It really has made me so happy doing this podcast and um, really has given me a lot of happiness and a lot of joy um, talking about Christina because this is what I do every single day of my life to anyone that will listen to me. And being a part of the Pfizer community since day dot, I just... I just love this so much. So power up to the fighters um, and lots of love your way. This is not the end of this podcast. There will be more to come in some shape or form. Watch this space, I can only say, and stay tuned to the socials. The handle is at Xdina Trap Battle on Twitter and Instagram. Send me your thoughts. Uh, if you revisit old episodes, um, what you think of the podcast, what you want to see. Um, 
what you hope is to come from Christina Aguilera track battle because we're going to continue this um and if you've loved the show as well let me know leave reviews on your podcast streaming platforms um and also subscribe so you'll know when the next chapter of Christina Aguilera track battle arrives um but like I said thank you so much again I really really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart that you have taken your time out and listened to these episodes and I hope you have all taken away something from this something that you didn't know about a song maybe but for now this has been Bags you've been listening to Christina Aguilera Trap Battle ta-ta and peace out (laughs) 